0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. Yeah, good morning. So we are continuing with the Shrimad Bhagavad Gita. This is and the verse that we are continuing is verse 7. If you recollect we were talking about both the Karma Yogi as well as the Sanya Yogi and the comparison between the two which is a better path. The question which has been asked by to Krishna which is the path which suits me better so whether I should follow this path or whether I should follow that path and Krishna is giving some kind of an explanation for Arjuna so Arjuna has to listen to the explanation so we had come till verse 6 there was a reference given to karma exactly a karma yogi is supposed to do so now we are going to go ahead on verse 7 onwards This is Bhagavad Gita chapter 5 verse 7. The karma yogi who has fully conquered his mind and mastered his senses, whose heart is pure and who has identified his self with the self of all beings, that is God, remains untainted even though performing action. Now we were discussing the karma yogi. A karma yogi's job is to do whatever that comes his way he is supposed to perform. Now, this performance is whatever in the material world that he is doing. Let us say he is working for a company, he is an employee of a company, he may be an employer. He could be a businessman, he could be just a music teacher, he could be a teacher in school, he could be a professional, a consultant, you name it, any kind of a profession that person is following, any kind of a vocation he is following, he may be a a driver, a carpenter or whatever, a politician, a policeman, whatever. So, that job which he is supposed to do at his workplace. He has to perform it diligently. Now diligently over here means 100% he has to put in his efforts. So a person does his job in a clockwork fashion without the use of mind. Remember this. Without the use of mind, you may try to ask, why is this mind not supposed to be used? I will give you an example of becoming a driver. You know, if you have taken a license from the government and if you have become a driver of your own car, maybe or an Uber or whatever, or a taxi, how do you do it? You may go to a driving school or you may take up a car on your own and you may say that I want to learn. So when you are learning and now just imagine this is a car which is a geared version, not an ungeared one, (laughs) a geared version. And you know you have to put the first gear, then the second gear, then like that you, you should know the gears, you should know the clutch, the accelerator, the brakes, everything has to be known. Correct? So in the first few days, you get acclimatized with what is where. Suppose you know the clutch is down below. In olden times, the clutch used to be in the hand, by the way. If you have driven an old Fiat, (laughs) the clutch used to be in the hand, not at the foot. Now it is at the foot. So you know how to change the, you know, push the clutch and then change the gear. Right? Sometimes you have to go reverse. So you should know what is the reverse gear. Then you may have to put on the lights. So you should know the light button. If you have to put on the wipers, you should know the wiper buttons. So everything you are getting hang of it. Okay, this is the thing, this is the thing, this is the thing over here. Now, after a month or so, you have become, you know, you understood everything. And now you are driving smoothly on the road with little glitches here and there. And when the glitches happen and when you are taking a turn, you take a short turn or if you have to take a you know a U-turn, you go right round instead of taking a small U-turn, you take a big U-turn. You know how it is It's frustrating. At such point in time, you say, oh, I have taken a wrong turn. <laughs> you know the way a person will do. Now, after six months or a year's time, what happens to you? You have got so used to it, that you know where the clutch is you know before you change the gear you have to press it you know when you have to brake your body is performing literally you know on an autopilot it is doing the job perfectly with your eyes, you may be seeing the signal turning red and you are coming to a halt. You know that. It is not necessary for you to say, oh, now I got to put in the second gear. Now I got to put in the third gear. You are not saying this kind of, a, you know, lesson in your mind. Please break, please break, please break. <laughs> you remember that person who was sitting next to you, your teacher, you know, the driving school teacher was telling you, break, 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 break. you are going, oh. And instead of the brake, you are putting the accelerator. You you know, those mistakes that happen. But as you get used to that vehicle, it becomes so easy that you don't have to bother. And it is literally happening on its own. Imagine a master chef. He doesn't have to refer to any YouTube videos or some journals. Oh, What kind of onion I have to cut? Do I have to cut it long? Do I have to make it short? He doesn't have to go and ask anybody. He does it as if it is... You know, the way I'm sure you have seen in the videos how these master chefs cut. You know, you're doing like this and by the time they have finished cutting, you're blinking your eyes and it is done. In the same way, in our life, we are on autopilot. A karma yogi is literally on autopilot. Let me tell you this much. In his world, he is performing actions so beautifully that they are literally like, you know, a very beautiful music. It happens just like that on its own. There is no use of the mind over there. Remember, mind comes into play only when you have to pay attention to certain things. Or Remember, mind comes at play when you are not doing anything. Two things. When you require attention, when you have to focus on some object, your mind immediately comes on play and says, here, this is the mark you got to focus on. If you have gone to a firing range any time, let us say you have taken the gun and gone to a firing range, you know how precise you have to be. Okay. And you have to hold your hand so steady. Okay. Just imagine that. How you have to hold your hand. Well, I was a kid. I was around 10-12 years of age and I used to carry a massive gun. And the recoil was so, you know, you can imagine the recoil of a gun, how hard it is. (laughs) This was not a gun, it's a big rifle. And I would practice. At that age, the aim was perfect, absolutely. The amount of effort that you require to zero on to that target is so, so present. You have to just see that target. So now do you understand, but after many years, after many years of practicing, I did not have to look also. The idea was, this is the target, you got to shoot over here, you have to shoot, period. So even when those people who are going on the front, you know, when they are going for a war, I don't think they have to take aim and shoot. I see by the time they aim and shoot, the enemy would have killed them. understand, they don't have time to aim and shoot. They just got to do it and they got to be good at it. You know, those who have seen the wild west, you know, western movies, I don't know how many of you have seen the western movies. Uh, The good, the bad, the ugly and, you know, all those kind of things. The I think uh, the person who was directing the movies or maybe producing it died just two, three days back. So, yeah. So, the person who made these kind of movies, you see, you, you see, you know, Clint Eastwood, he will remove the gun and he'll shoot back. And the person is dead already. <laughs> he has done it so automatically. Karma Yogi has to perform his actions exactly like that. I will give you now a very serious example. Imagine you are a butcher. You see, when you are a butcher, can you have sympathy for the animal in front of you? You are not going to have sympathy for anything. Even the soldier who is going to shoot the enemy, do you think he is supposed to sympathize with the enemy? No. Arjuna cannot be sympathizing. That is exactly what he was doing with Krishna. He was sympathizing and he was saying, Oh, fellows, if I shoot them, what will happen to them? What will happen to their children? You are supposed to be a fighter. Go fight the war. (laughs) So, karma yogi has to be so good in his job. He cannot have sympathy. He cannot have any thoughts going on in his mind. His mind has to be cleaned. So, the mind, it comes in two ways. One, when you have to focus. And the second one, when you are doing nothing. You know, when you are just sitting and doing nothing, your mind will cloud you and it will tell you, oh, this one was talking like this. You should see the clothes that person was wearing. You should see how that person was doing this. Ah, Look at that person talking like this. So much of gossip goes on in your mind. And by the way, gossip doesn't require two people. One mind is sufficient for gossip with you. I mean, you are that idiot the mind is gossiping with. You You have to understand that. So the mind keeps on telling you, you know, it's like this, you know, it's like this, you know, it's like this. Sometimes the mind comes so strong that the reality is lost and we will do this Sankhya Yoga right now. Wait, wait for the worst to come. So Karma Yogi is not supposed to bother with his mind. His job is to do the job, clockwork precision absolutely perfectly diligently without using the mind i gave you so many examples for you to understand that mind is not necessary you are a machine who is doing the job so do it diligently like that whose heart is pure there are no thoughts in that you know okay why should i be doing this Am I am I getting paid for doing this job? You know how things are? In the material world today, people, those who do their job outside in the companies, wherever they are working, you know what they are thinking? I am getting paid only for this. I will attend only two meetings. Why should I attend all these, all the 10 meetings in a day? It's not my job, you know. I'm not required over there. They should pay me well. If they pay me well, then I will go and attend that meeting. But is that the way how you do it? That means your heart is not pure. A pure heart, a person with a pure heart does everything without any hitch. He doesn't put any reasoning over there at all. There is no reasoning in his world. He just does it because it has to be done. A karma yogi does his job without using his mind, thoughts, you know, none of the senses are working senses are working means oh like that you know when you're looking at some object no he's just doing it automatically he is on an autopilot he just does it mind is completely stopped doing all those functions and then he is absolutely pure at heart there are no ulterior motives in it no ulterior motives that i'm going to get so much or i'm not getting anything out of it he doesn't think any of those things who has identified his self with the self When you do the job, how do you do the job? You do the job with an intention that I have to earn this living. Okay. Why do I have to earn? Because I have to get food on the table. Because I have to, you know, give uh, my wife good clothes or stuff like that. I have to send my children to school. I have to take care of my parents. I have to take care of my people around. I have servant at home. The servant has got to be paid. The bills have to be paid. The electricity has to be paid. All these thoughts are going on in the mind of that person. And he is so busy in those thoughts. So he gets involved in the action, thinking about these things. See, if he has a target to pay the fees by this month end, his target is very clear. Imagine a businessman. A businessman selling say vegetables or something like that. Groceries. Okay, a grocer. He is thinking, I got to pay the bill. So I got to make so much of money. A few days ago, I was somewhere... And I was called and I was told, you know, can you please give the money to this tailor because the tailor has not paid the rental. So I went from one place to another place so that the tailor can be paid. What is it that made that person think like this? So the tailor is not a karma yogi. The moment he starts thinking, oh, I got to pay the bill. Oh, I got to pay the bill. Oh, I got to pay the bill. bill." every thought of his, he is becoming as mundane a human being as possible, as crass a human being as possible. The spiritual people know very well that God has made arrangements for me. And the money will come when the time is right. And the money comes. Got the answer? A person has surrendered Himself to the Divine. He is just doing his job. Not with any intentions. His job is to deliver the job perfectly. He does it with diligence. And when he does his job. He is not thinking about all these other things that are there around him. He knows very well that he is completely at the mercy of the divine. Such a person who does the job just for the sake of doing the job which is his duty at that moment without any thought of any kind and with a clean and a pure heart such a person is lost in the self. So his inner being is lost in the self. He believes that this God has been, God has given this job to me and I just have to. That's it. It's the divine who has given me this opportunity, this job, this whatever that I am doing, the business maybe. And God knows very well that I got to pay the fees, I got to pay the rentals, I got to pay this and I have to give food, I have to pay my, you know, children's whatever books and other things that I have to. Everything is under the command of God and so I leave it to him. Such a person, his self, his inner being is lost in the higher self. He is lost in the higher self while doing his duty. He is called a karma yogi. He remains untainted even though performing action. Though he is performing karma, that means the actions are going on and on and on without any thought, without any use of mind or his senses, and his heart is pure and he is doing the job for the sake of doing the job very perfectly putting 100% of his efforts in it, without any ulterior motive, such a person has lost himself in the self, is doing the job for the divine. He is an instrument of God. So if he is an instrument of God, why is he concerned with the karma? There is no karma happening. Do you understand? I will give you one example to understand this. Let us say you are running a mixer, a mixer grinder. Hmm? And when the mixer grinder is on, suddenly a spark comes out of it and it sputters and comes to a halt. Do you take a stick and beat that mixer? I mean just imagine me you mixer, you're not doing your job. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to do that. You understand that it is a machine. So no karma is accruing to it. Do you get that point? You don't think that the the, the machine requires one beating. Why is not performing? <laughs> he is not a bajajka bike, you know. You know, in olden times, we had to literally bend the bike like this. And give it a solid kick before it started. Nowadays you don't have to do that. You put one you know, one, you know, one small button. It will come on. So, so that is the difference which happens over there today. But we don't go and beat the machine. Huh? Yeah. Those who know remember the old radios. You know radios or the televisions. With all those moving. You know there are lots of parts inside. Not the current television. You see, with all those small, small, I don't know what you call them, uh, diodes and all those things inside. You know what you have to do? You have to give it a small, solid whack. You have to give it with one one hand. Then it will start working. Our radios used to be like this. The old radios, you know, and the old televisions. So you keep on hammering on. And then the television will come on. Sometimes it was like that. But nowadays you don't have to do that. You do that, you will have to pay the fine. (laughs) <laughs> you'll have to buy a new one because it is LCD, LED and I don't know what. <laughs> they lead you by the nose. you order know, to buy all these nonsense. Anyway, coming back to our thing. So, performing actions. Actions get performed on their own. So, such a person who does these actions literally like a machine belonging to God. You are the machine which is the instrument of God. Correct? If you are that instrument and He is the one who is operating you, Then you are doing your karma yoga and you will not incur any karma whatsoever. So no sin comes to you. No karma comes to you. Such a kind of a karma is called nishkam Karma. Performing action and yet not performing it. Got it? So we move to the next verse. We are doing chapter 5 Bhagavad Gita verse 8 and 9. However, the Sankhya Yogi who knows the reality of things must believe that he does nothing even though seeing, hearing, touching, smelling, eating, drinking, walking, sleeping, breathing, speaking, answering the call of nature, grasping and opening or closing the eyes, holding it is the senses alone that are moving among the objects. So, a lengthy verse but very simple one. So now we move to the Sankhya Yogi. So what we did was called the Karma Yogi's way. Now what the Sankhya Yogi does? A Sankhya Yogi is a person who does things, eating, drinking, sleeping, all those long, long words that I said just now. He does everything. He sees, he hears, he touches, he feels, he does everything. He sleeps also. He goes to the toilet also. Everything he does. This yogi, who is called a Sankhya yogi, he knows the reality of things. What is the reality of things? Now let us try to understand what is this reality? the reality is simply this you are drifting in an ocean you are drifting in an ocean or a river and the ocean is making you do things the river is making you do things it is not you who is doing it did you understand this you see even have you ever gone in a sailboat Some of you might have gone in a sailboat. I'm not telling you all those fancy boats that you see. George Clooney's boats and this one boat and that one. No, no, no. A simple sailboat when you are there in the sea or some river you might have gone. You pull pull that thing and yeah, it sails and it goes. Anybody is pushing it? You see, the person who is rowing it is also not rowing it. You see, the the oars are lying just like that. I don't have to tell you what an oar is, no? The oar is just like like that (laughs) and the the boat is going ahead. Just like that. It just keeps on going. You know who is pushing it? The wind is pushing it. (laughs) The wind is in this direction and your boat is going in that direction. On its own. As a kid, as a kid, when you are playing, I am not saying that you are playing in the gutters. But let us say, if you were playing in the the muddy waters outside (laughs) and there was a gutter over there, you know, open drains are there. Have you seen how the water enters the drain? It goes in a whirl like that. huh? Like that whirlpool thing. It goes like that. Now you will put one small boat over there, you know, that small boat we used to make. As a kid, you put it over there in the water and because of that thing, it gets dragged in literally and on its own it is gone. You have seen that happen, isn't it? So this kind of activity, is it driven by you? No. You are not the driver. You are not even pushing that thing. You are not doing anything. You just made a boat and put it inside the water. And the water has taken it ahead. As a kid, we have done this kind of a thing. Imagine you are that fish in the river or the sea. The sea is pushing you. The river is pushing you ahead and ahead. But the fish starts thinking, I am swimming, I am swimming, I am swimming. He is not a Sankhya Yogi. (laughs) The fish who thinks that the river is doing the job, I am just floating over here. I am just going ahead. (laughs) That is a Sankhya Yogi. So did you get their understanding? A Sankhya Yogi does it With a clear understanding that he is not the doer. God is making everything happen. Have you seen certain snakes? You know? Or have you ever seen the Venus flytrap? You know Venus flytrap? And the the, uh, small... uh, That plant which is there, which eats mosquitoes and uh, flies and all that. You know what it does? You can see, you know, the (laughs) Venus fly trap is kept the trap open like this. And suddenly what happens? One one mosquito will come and sit or one one fly will come and sit and it will try to see go like this, like this. And suddenly it will close like this on that fly. (laughs) It is on its own is happening. Have you seen that? You can go and watch a video in YouTube. You will see how beautiful that is. Okay, there is one plant which is called uh, lazary. I don't know English what you call it. Lajri means, you know, it is very shy. If, you, if the leaves are open like this, okay, and you go and touch it like this, they will all close like this on its own. Why? That is natural. It is happening on its own. Correct? So, if you can think like this, you are a Sankhya Yogi then, your eyes are doing their job. Okay, a sankhya yogi. He doesn't pay attention to what his eyes are doing. His nose. You see, he is breathing with it, but he's not saying, "I am breathing, I am breathing, I am breathing." You got it. His ears are hearing the sound. He's not going to put his hands in his. I don't want to hear. He's not going to do that. The ear's job is to hear. What difference does it make? So he says it's okay. He has to eat food. He's eating food. That's it. His hands are moving. He's not smelling. He's not seeing anything. Doesn't mean that there is a fly in the food. He's eating that also. Okay, please. Otherwise, you'll say, Guruji, I am a Sankhya Yogi. I ate the fly. I did not see it. No. <laughs> The Sankhya Yogi will be diligent also. Don't think like he is not going to be there. <laughs> and if God is, his, is the doer, then why will God put one fly in it, think about it? Okay. Unless and until God wants to give him a peace of mind or something, you know, wants to <laughs> do something to him. No. The thing is, this Yogi does all actions, all worldly actions. Whether it is seeing, hearing, touching, smelling, eating, drinking, walking, sleeping, breathing, speaking, answering the call of nature, grasping, opening and closing his eyes, holding on. All this happens on its own. He is like the fish in the river who is getting pushed. You got it? It's like a leaf on the water or a small boat that you might have made, you know, and put it in the water. It goes on its own ahead. A Sankhya Yogi knows this is the answer. He is not the doer. He has taken away his doership from himself. He says, I am not the doer. I don't do anything. Got it? Holding it is the senses alone that are moving among the objects. If the eye is seeing, eye is seeing, his mind is not in it. Huh? I mean, just imagine that person. He is not uh, like a material worldly person. He doesn't say, nah, pretty woman walking down the street. He is not thinking like that. He is not saying, oh, pretty woman walking down the street. No, 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 no. <laughs> and that Dudley Moore film, where where she dances the red color thing. Okay. no, no nothing like that. Nothing is happening to him. His eyes may be seeing a pretty woman walking down the street, but his mind is not registering it. He's not registering that she is a pretty woman and she's walking down the street. It doesn't register in his mind. Got it? His eyes may just look. It doesn't mean that he's is uh, zonked out. Okay? <laughs> he's high on drugs. You know how guys who are high on drugs how they look. Like that. Okay. He is not like that. <laughs> he is watching that person but is not thinking about it. Got it? Such kind of a person where his eyes, the senses, okay, seeing. He is just seeing the object but it is not registering. His ears are hearing the words. This fellow is a duffer. Okay, he is li- he's listening to these words. That fellow is a duffer. But he is not registering it. So his mind is not saying, Oh, I am a duffer. What does he think? I will show him. I will give him a box. <laughs> he is not thinking like that. See, because it is not registering in his mind. Got it? Well, he can smell. The smell, the sense of smell is there. He can smell that the warren is getting burnt in the kitchen. But he is not bothered about it. It is not that he is not going to turn off the gas. He is going to. But he is not caring about it. It is not registering as a crime. As something bad. No. It has to happen. Because that is the will of the Lord. Do you get the point? It is the will of the Lord. And the Lord wants it like that. So it happens. Who am I to bother about it? My job is to do my job diligently. That is karma yogi. A sankhya yogi says, doesn't matter. Why? Because I am just a tool. God is pushing me doing these jobs. I have to do. The senses are working with the objects. I have given this example many times, but I will give you once again. A yogi, a teacher and a student had gone near the riverside. The river was swollen and there was a very beautiful woman sitting at the riverside. And she was waiting for somebody to take her across the river. Now she couldn't swim. So she tells this yogi, this teacher, she says, you are a hefty man, you know. Can you carry me on your shoulder and drop me on the other side of the river? So he says, okay. He says hop onto my shoulder. So she hops onto the shoulder and then they go across and they drop her over there. The, the teacher drops the student, that particular lady over there. And the teacher and the student start walking away. After an hour or so the teacher is walking and the student is asking, he's looking at the teacher and he says, it must have been a great experience to carry such a beautiful lady on your shoulder, no? So the teacher looks at him he says, I dropped her at that river bank. Why are you still carrying her? So this person who dropped her at the river bank over there is a Sankhya Yogi. He has done his job. That's it. He doesn't bother him. His mind never came into it. This is a Sankhya Yogi. The organs are performing their action as per the requirement of that need of that particular time. Let us say he has to see something. He will see. He has to eat. He will eat. He will drink. He will sleep. He will do all kinds of activities for the sake of doing. But he doesn't say that I am the doer. The doership is not there in such a person. They just happen. There is a difference between a Karma Yogi and a Sankhya Yogi. A Karma Yogi will do it diligently knowing that he is doing that action and he will not take anything out of it. Got it? He's got a pure heart. Right? And he says, That is my duty. A sankhya yogi doesn't even think it's his duty. The difference is this. The karma yogi knows that it is his duty. A sankhya yogi doesn't even think it's his duty because there is no mind anywhere. He says, I am just, you know, a small leaf which is being pushed in that direction. And God is the one who is doing this. So who has given this idea? The Sankhya Yogi says, the doer is somebody else up there. I am only doing like this. Next verse, verse 10 from the Bhagavad Gita chapter 5. He who acts offering all actions to God. And shaking of attachments remains untouched by sin as a lotus leaf by water. Let us say you are a karma yogi. You are doing a perfect job. You are doing your work in the material world. You are an employee of a company or you may be an employer. You are doing whatever you got to be taken. Everything you do, whatever you do, you are doing it perfectly, diligently putting 100% in it. But when you do this offer these actions whatever action that you do offer it to God only. He who acts offering all actions to God and shaking off attachments this is an important line remember this whatever job you do take both the yogas into action. Sankhya yogi The Sankhya Yoga as well as the Karma Yoga. Put this together and then think. I am doing it as a tool of God. Okay? I am doing it only for God. Don't say these words if you are this kind of a person. Never say these words. These are my children and I have to take care of them. These are my parents and I have got to take care of them. This is my wife or my husband and I got to take care of them. These are people dependent on me and I have to take care of them. When you say these words, it is your ego talking. You think those children are yours? You think that that wife is yours? Or that husband is yours? Do you really believe that these are your parents? None of this is yours. You are just a passerby in this world. You come and you go. Every time when you come, you will get new set of parents. Every time when you come, you will get new set of children. Every time when you come, you will get new set of relatives and whoever they might be. So then what makes you think that these are your parents? What makes you think that this is your wife and this is your husband? What makes you think that these are your children? That thought itself is wrong. You are a servant of everybody over here and everybody is that God. (laughs) And you have to perform your job. Got it? When you have to do this job, whatever that you are supposed to do, don't take even this much credit for it. Don't say I am doing this for my children. Don't say I have to do this for my family. You understand what I am saying? Don't utter these words. God has put these people in your compartment or in your aircraft. They are passengers along with you. He has just put them over there. Yes, you got to do the job of a passenger over there. That's it. You are not going to take them along with you. You know, your parents are going to be dead very soon. Or maybe you will be dead very soon. Who knows? (laughs) You don't even know. (laughs) So, the idea is, don't take credit for this kind of thing. Give all this credit to the divine. He who acts offering all actions to God. I am doing it because God has told me to do this. Got it? God has put these people in in my life. Who? Maybe the children, maybe the spouse, maybe your parents, whoever it might be. God has put these people in my life and I got to be, you know, serve them and do something for them. I got to do it. Because these are God's children. All these are God's children. And you are also God's child. But you are a child who is supposed to labor and work hard for these children. Okay? So you better labor and work hard. Okay? You are the servant in the house. So be a servant. But be a very good servant. Okay? That's the job you have been given. So do that job perfectly. So... Shaking of attachments. You understood? There should be no attachment. These are my kids. This is my house. I got to pay the rent. This is my house. You know, I want to take care of this. Every time when you take this kind of a credit, even by mistake, if you say these words, I can assure you this much, even by chance or by mistake, if you say these words, this is my house. I take care of all of you. You know that ego and arrogance comes in a person sometimes. You don't even know how to earn money. Get out of my house. People have this habit of talking like this. They think that you owe it to them. Or they owe it to you. Whichever way you look at it. Nobody owes it to anybody over here. Okay. Nobody in this world owes it to another person. They owe it only to the divine. The divine has put these people along with you. So you, if your job is to serve them, serve them. Know your job thoroughly and do it the way it has to be done. Perfectly. So this kind of a person who doesn't have any attachment whatsoever remains untouched by sin. Is like a lotus leaf by water. Have you ever seen a lotus leaf? It doesn't have any muck on it. It's very clean. You can, you can see even when drops of water are shining on that, you know, on the lotus leaf. Lotus leaves are big, you know. And yes, so you have to be like a lotus leaf. Nothing should touch you. You have to do your job. You got to do your job. Don't even say, I am taking care of my parents. I am taking care of my wife. I am taking care of my husband. Oh, I'm taking care of my kids. I, 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 throw it out. That means you are now detached. Just do what you got to do and do it in a perfect manner. So such a person remains untouched by sin. Here the sin actually translates into karma. So there is no karma getting accrued in your name. Accrued means added to your name. Because now you are doing it for God. God has put these people in front of you. Your job is to serve them, serve them. This person is a karma yogi and a sankhya yogi as well who has already given his all to the divine. Verse 11, chapter 5, Srimad Bhagavad Gita, the karma yogi performs actions only with the senses, mind, intellect and body as well without the feeling of mind and respect to them and shaking of attachment simply for the self, sake of self-purification. A karma yogi's job is to do the job, perform all actions, every action, with his senses, everything, with all his senses and the body parts which are connected to action, Hmm? Karmendriya, Jnanendriya. Both these Indriyas that are there, the 10 of them and the mind. He is supposed to do everything involving this. That means using the hand properly. Okay. Now you may say, I was using my hand properly but my hand got burnt. What has he not used? His intellect and his mind is not used. So he's an idiot. Okay. A karma yogi has a mind as well as has an intellect. The intellect will tell you that that vessel is hot. Don't touch it. The mind will say, use a tong, a pair of tongs or pair of, you know, something which is maybe a cloth. You can lift that thing and keep it at the side. That is the job of a karma yogi. A karma yogi knows exactly how things are to be done. I told you when I was giving the example of a karma yogi, I told you it's like driving a car. The karma yogi can't say, Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I forgot to put the reverse gear and the car went in front. You can't do that. Reverse gear is reverse gear. Huh? So karma yogi knows which is reverse gear. Knows the reverse gear. That means his intellect is there. He is not a duffer. Got it? He knows. He can't say, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I went and smashed him to the wall. You are not a karma yogi. You are a duffer. Huh? So don't be a duffer. You <laughs> be a karma yogi. Use that, you know, I always say 25 paisa of common sense God might have, not common sense brains. Okay. Common sense is zero. (laughs) 25 paisa worth of brains that God has given, use it sometimes. So this is the point. The point is, use that brain which God has given. The intellect which you have. When you use the intellect, you know very well that this is what you got to do. Your mind will guide you correctly. Your senses will perform at the right moment. So if you have to put the reverse gear, you know very well that your leg is pushing the... not the accelerator. Don't say accelerator. Otherwise, you are going to smash into (laughs) some The clutch is going to push the clutch. And with your hand, you will change the gear to reverse. And then... With your other hand, you are going to hold the steering wheel. Otherwise, you will say, Oh, let God handle the steering wheel. You don't, please don't expect God to handle the steering wheel. You handle it. Okay? And then push the accelerator slowly. Not very fast. Otherwise, you will go and smash somebody behind. Slowly. <laughs> so, now you understood. A karma yogi uses all these four. What? Senses. Right? Both, all kinds of senses. Eyes, ears, nose, everything. You know, seeing, hearing, touching, all those things. Plus, organs of action. Right? Organs of action are hands, legs, all these. He performs that. And then, what does he do? He uses his mind. His mind has to be used. Otherwise, you will be a duffer. So, use the mind perfectly. And then, Use that intellect. God given intellect. 25 paisa brain. Remember? Beja. (laughs) Otherwise you will have beja fry. Okay, use that. Use it along with the body. The body has got it. So use it perfectly. And don't think I did it. Don't say these words I did it. Hmm? I think that Steven Spielberg must have said it, no? Or George Lucas. One of them said, I did it. Okay, let him do. You don't do. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) You don't say that I did it. The I did it is a problem for you. If you say I did anything, even if you are earning the money and giving it to your family, even if you are picking up something from the roadside, maybe you saved a, um, a small puppy coming in the way you had to use your eyes you to use your hands and put it at the side you did all these things don't say i saved the puppy i saved the who the hell do you think you had to save the puppy hmm? you are nobody to save the puppy it's the god who is made an idiot like you do that thing okay he uses you like a tool always remember this god uses these tools properly at the right time Many a times people have asked me, but you never did anything. I said, don't worry. God has never told me to do that, so I can't do it. <laughs> see, there are lots of times which a yogi has to see certain things and yet he doesn't do anything. You know, that, that happens. A karma yogi or a Sankhya yogi. Now let us take a case of a Sankhya yogi. A Sankhya yogi is sitting over there in a meditative posture. And his eyes may be, you know, glassy eyes. You know, have you seen? His, his eyes are open, but he is not there. Not there kind of a person. Knock, knock, knock. Who is there? Nobody there. So, <laughs> his eyes are there. But he is a Sankhya Yogi. He can see someone pass by. He is not doing like this, like this. Like this all the time. Okay? That Karma Yogi will do. Remember this. Sankhya Yogi Something passes in front of him, he is not even going to look in that direction. But you see, a karma yogi, he is looking at the object and his, and his neck is also going like this, it's going like this, it's going. <laughs> the difference in these two, you understood this difference in the two. Sankhya yogi, things pass by and nothing happens to him. <laughs> but a karma yogi, the object comes in front of him, pretty woman walking down the street, he is walking, he is looking at her. <laughs> So this is what happens to the karma yogi. But a karma yogi has to use all the four. Right? So he uses everything and yet he doesn't accept it. He doesn't say, this is mine. (coughs) A funny thing would happen, you know. Imagine. Uh, There is a pen and uh, you might have gone somewhere, you know. You might have gone and you have, you are writing a form. Okay, now in you know, a hospital also where you go, <laughs> you are writing the form and suddenly, you know, you turn around and you are paying the money at the counter saying that for the registration you are paying and suddenly a pen which is lying over there, somebody comes and picks it up and starts writing with it. You may know, be he, oh, he took my pen, he took my pen, he took my pen. In coronavirus time so you are very going to be very diligent about it. You are not even going to allow that person near you. But imagine during the rest of the time he took my pen without my permission. How he could do it? You know, yesterday a funny thing happened. They were parking the car. Okay, These people were parking the car and suddenly it was going to go slightly ahead in just actually, it's not going into their park parking space or anything like that, but it was just going to go sort of not even touching it. The lady standing over there started came and started blasted these people over here. How can you do this? As if that person is not even doing anything to you, but still, that is the person is neither a karma yogi. Nor a Sankhya yogi, nor any yogi. He's a dobi. I mean, useless bugger, I tell you. Whoever this person is, you, you got to understand. What is that person doing? Nothing. He's taken my parking space. But you don't even have a car. You don't even have a car, and yet you are saying he's taken my parking space. What are you talking about? You got the point? So, the answer at such points is. Why are you bothered? You are neither a karma yogi nor a sankhya yogi then. I told you, you are a nincompoop, stupid fellow. Don't bother yourself about all these things. Okay? At the end of the day, God will deliberately put some car in your parking space and then you will have a problem in your life. You understand, Why is God doing all these things? He is provoking you. He is trying to see whether you are getting irritated or no. Have you ever seen God do this kind of funny things? Deliberately, the person will come and do something, and then you say, "See, I told you, no, this person is doing like this." But why? Why is the person doing like that? Because it's deliberate action. God wants to see whether you are one of those yogis or what. Hmm. So you are none of those. Tick, fail, <laughs> fail. <laughs> so this is what he says. This feeling of mine should never be there. Don't take the credit for anything. Shaking of attachments. Don't keep on saying this is my space. This is my space is gone. This is this place is belonging to me and that is belonging to me. This is my family. These are my kids. This is my wife. This is my house. This is my country. Ah, None of this is yours. It belongs to the universe. The boss is somebody else. You know, Mother Nature is the boss. You are nobody. Got it? So when you don't have these kind of attachments, you are doing this for the sake of self-purification. This is the thought a person should always have. The thought is, I am purifying myself. When you don't take credit of anything, nothing, You are performing the actions diligently. Got it? When you are not taking credit of anything, you are just performing the actions diligently. Keep that thought in mind. I am just purifying myself. And this self-purification is the most important thing. You know what self-purification is? I will tell you what self-purification is. There used to be one yogi who was one of the teachers of Ramakrishna Parmahansa. Okay. He was called Nankta, or he was a Vedantist. He was also known by another name Totapuri. So Totapuri had one small Kamandalu with him. A small water pot water pot. Every day he would go and he would take the sand from the river bed, from the near the river and with the water of Ganga over there he would clean 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 every day he would do that for a lot of time, for, for a very long time. So Ram Krishna Paramahansa one day asked him the question, Why do you have to clean it every day? Does it become dirty? So Nangta told him, Tutapuri told Ramakrishna Paramahansa, Yes, I have to clean it daily. Understand one thing. This, I will tell you from your material worldly point of view. Let us say you are going for a morning walk or you are going to the gym, or you are doing yoga for half an hour. Every day. One day you miss it. One day if you don't perform that yoga. One day if you don't go out for a walk. One day if you don't do the duty which you are supposed to do. You have So much of dirt on you then. You see, dirt means what? Yesterday you ate your meal. That 20 or 50 grams of fat is still in your body, by the way. When you go for a walk, maybe you are getting rid of 300, 400 calories, kilo calories. Isn't it? But today it has not gone. And because it has not gone, it has got accumulated for that one day. Now you understand why it is important to clean that vessel every day. So if you have to go for a walk, go for a walk every single day. Don't say, today is a holiday. I will eat less. I will not go for a walk. Body doesn't understand that. Body is knowing one thing very clearly. You may say, I ate less that day. You know what? For compensating for that less the body's previous day and today's day it will make you eat that much amount of fat. Did you get what I am saying? So don't don't try to fool the body. Uh, Don't try to fool the body. If you have to do do it in clockwork precision not a single day out. And that is called self-purification. That lota which is there of nangta has to be purified every day. So the karma yogi performs all actions even the stupidest of the action he will do and he will never take credit for it and never even say by mistake also he is not supposed to say. Because remember, even that 50 grams of additional fat that gets added if you don't go for walking is going to be there forever and ever. So don't you do that. You are doing it for the purification of yourself. This much you have got to remember. Do everything because it's got to be done literally in clockwork precision because you are the machine and God is the operator. Okay. So we have come to the end of verse 11. Next time we will do verse 12 onwards. So I will take your leave and you have a great day ahead. My 430 satsang will also be there.